Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hello, Sarah. I realized this morning as we finished up our run that we haven't talked about found change much recently. Because it's so boring. <laughs> That's a, you're, you're channeling your daughters now, That's aren't right. you? But you know, it's an interesting time of year for found change, don't it, you think? It's a hard time because it, there's so much on the ground. There is so mm-hmm. many leaves mm-hmm. and... As I mentioned, I guess it was on Instagram I mentioned um, about how leaves get picked up in Portland. That yeah, that uh, we are supposed to rake or leaf blow or into the street, mm-hmm. and so that all I think about as I run is how much change is underneath those leaves. And there's a lot because yes. when January rolls around mm. and mm-hmm. you know the streets have kind of gotten rained on and we've had maybe a little snow <clears throat> cleaned up. That's when we find the most that's change. That's the that's when the yeah. bank happens. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. After the leaves are gone. So yeah. yeah. It's there. It's waiting. It, it is. And you found a dime and a penny today. I did. And uh you, you practically ran right over it. I don't know. <laughs> you you losing your stuff? No. no. You're, <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> and you're still way up. I found a Because we're almost at the end of the year. I know. I know. I found a nickel and a quarter yesterday separately while I was biking. That's pretty good. That yeah. is good. Do you have any idea where you are in your money? Well, you, you don't know, add it up to, as you go along. Do I, you? D- I don't. I keep a monthly tally. But, you know, I found that wallet that had $44 in it. And mm-hmm. you told me at the time I was allowed to count it, even though I got it back to its rightful sure. owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found the $10 while walking Augie. Yeah. So right yeah. there, that's... Yeah. And I found a dollar in January. So right there, that's $55. Yeah, yeah. Even I, I can do that math. I, I think you're winning. <laughs> I think I'm up to $5, maybe a little change. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. But still... Yeah. I mean, when you think about, like, it adds up, right? It does add dime up. Dime here, penny there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and also just the thrill. And then, mm-hmm. and during these months when it's kind of lean times for found change, I, I tell myself, hey, you know, like the other day when I ran by myself, I found two pennies separately. And I was like, you know, wah, wah. And then I thought, you know, that it was fun. It just adds a little Absolutely. pep to my step. And it's idiotic. I realize that. I totally realize yeah. that. But, but it's fun. And so, it gets me out there some days. Yeah, it's something to concentrate on, look for. And plan our routes sometimes. Absolutely. Sometimes do the Mo Money route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't find any on Mississippi today. I know. And we almost went back to Mississippi, for those of you who don't know, or read the New York Times, because it gets written about <laughs> all the time in the New York Times. It's one of the best streets to go on if you're a tourist. In it's Portland. got a lot of shops, and we've been, had good That's luck cute. finding change there, because yes, there's some restaurants. And you found that $5 bill last year. Seating outside. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, we now we know that they have an open porta potty. Right. <laughs> They're in one of the food pods, which right. visited today. Yes. I have a whole new pooping strategy, but we'll talk about that later. We will. Okay. We will get into that topic. Um, so, um, Eager listener. <laughs> um, so the, Sign off now. <laughs> so the... Um, uh, so leaves on the ground, but also big weather changes coming our way. We got some rain, yeah. some rain, and maybe even snow at some higher elevation. Yeah, coming in, coming in tonight into tomorrow. So my kids, uh, Ellie's got to travel from Southern Oregon to Portland, so she's got about a five-hour trip today. But mm-hmm. I think she's going to make it before it hits. And she doesn't have any big mountain passes to go through. L- small mountain passes, but mm-hmm. not big mm-hmm. ones. But yeah, yeah, just south of Ashland, there's that huge mountain That's pass. That's <laughs> a bad one. Yeah, and a lot of her. Um, her classmates are from Northern California. Oh, yeah. Um, so they're going to have to... Oh, they're going to have a rough drive on I-5 and with the smoke and the... Yeah. Uh, Ellie and I went to San Francisco this summer right after the fire that was around... Well, yeah, mm-hmm. like days after the fire that was uh, around um, uh, Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the name of it there. Oh, Redding. 
Reading, right? Yeah. That's the town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was near Reading. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I mean, we, we saw flames like a hundred yards off the road wow. still. Wow. Off um, of I-5. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was clear, but it, it burned all the way up to I-5. And, you know, some people did just barely escape even from that one. And I know the California fires that have just ended now even way more devastating, but... Mm-hmm. Poor mm. California. They've really gotten hit. So I feel sorry for those kids, and I hope they don't get stuck in the snow so they can get home. Because I know I their know. families Yeah, they have a them. lot of things to yeah. overcome to get home, I guess. Yeah. Everybody drive slowly and carefully. Oh, you're just going to air after Thanksgiving. But, but the I, day after. Yeah, we're recording this the day before Thanksgiving. I worry about it. Everybody's on the road. I hate it when kids are driving. They get distracted. Pay attention, kids. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh. They. Uh, I heard that this is going to be the most... Um, uh, busiest Thanksgiving in 13 years, so there are a lot of people on the road. Huh. So um, I wonder why gas. Well, gas prices are I don't know. up a little bit. They should be driving hybrid electrics like the Chrysler <laughs> Pacifica. <laughs> yeah, they should. <laughs> so, but yes, we have big weather change. We've had such a long stretch of dry weather. Do we mm. even know how to dress for the rain and cold anymore, Molly? No, and it was sprinkling this morning when I got up to let the dog out at six, and I'm like, ah, maybe Sarah doesn't want to run in the rain. I mean, it was like sprinkles. <laughs> like, oh God, she's gonna make me go out there. <laughs> We're gonna have to figure it out. Pretty fast, <laughs> but we have some. We we are figuring it out. And we have some new apparel thanks to Mercury Mile. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, what yeah. a treat! I know, I know. That was a nice perk I got for you there. Oh, it was fantastic. So this box comes. It's a beautiful box. It's it's nicely wrapped and everything like that. Yep. I mean, it was just like a. a birthday better than a birthday because i actually got something i wanted and you didn't have to get another year older <laughs> yeah right <laughs> didn't have to get a necklace that didn't fit for my husband or a pot for my husband or a paperweight okay go into that so anyway uh yeah it was fantastic everything fit which was fan which was great oh i, I know got, i got the capris um the socket capris, capris which capris i love in the pretty the color that you didn't already have yeah cranberry you called it grape i called it cranberry. no they're because they do yeah it's more of a yeah nice merlot color yeah. oh mm-hmm. lovely mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and um this really soft fleecy um hoodie hoodie but by brooks Yes, but it's not super thick. It's like got this waffle, not kind of waffle, kind of like lines on the inside where the fleece is. So it breathes, but it keeps you warm mm-hmm. and it's really lightweight. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that ridgy really nice. type stuff also holds warmth in yeah. when there's textures like that. Mm-hmm. I figured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you wore that hiking the other day, didn't you? I did. And I've, I've worn it just as, um, you know, for style. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, for style. Yes, because, mm-hmm. you yes. know, that's where I am. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got gloves. You got those cute gloves that go with the, mm-hmm. yeah. And a pair of shorts and and then a tank top. That um, top that you love by that brand that um, is on, on up and coming. I'm spacing out on the name of it, but um, I got Caprice by that same brand. Yeah, I won't remember, but I love that tank top. I wear it to spin class because I sweat so much. But here's my thing with spin class. You know, you're leaning over, right? Uh-huh. I've got big boobs, right? There is nothing I can wear that is just not a peep show. <laughs> And I've just decided I'm completely over it. I mean, because I could wear a t-shirt and that would take care of it, but I don't want to wear a t-shirt. No, you, I, I you burn sweat. up. Except- so I'm like, forget it. If anybody wants to look, they're there to look. I right. mean, there's just no getting around it, is there? <laughs> there's not. Yeah. There's not. I don't think anybody cares. I, they're all they're all actually averting their gaze. There's that big mirror. I see them all looking off to the look side. Away, the look other, away. Look away. Your eyes will be burned. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, that Mercury Mile stuff. I just also because I don't know. Sometimes you go into running stores and there's not all that much exciting stuff there and. I don't know, just having having it come and be curated by my choices. And I got this awesome, you know me, I love mm-hmm. running vests. So I got this really, really nice, lightweight, very sleek, 
Asics running vest. I got two pairs of pocketed capris. Yeah, I like that vest. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Well, yeah. the other thing is, is that sometimes you don't know what you want until you get it. Until you get it, and exactly. You tr- and you try it on like that tank top. I was like, eh. I put it on like... I like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I can see the fabric is really lightweight and, mm-hmm. and you know, how, how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's an advantage, too, for it comes. And you can return it exactly. if you don't want to keep it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I kept everything. I loved it. Yeah, so that was, that was a nice perk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, well, okay, so you've already mentioned poop and boobs. So we are easing <laughs> in. We are easing in. This is definitely... We can also talk about why that cranberry capri is such a nice color, too. <laughs> right, right. At this time in my life... <laughs> so funny because i did say to you i'm like oh it's not gonna be good when you sweat a lot and you're like you immediately go i'm gonna wear it during my period <laughs> which i never know when it's coming anymore so <laughs> oh my goodness you are in rare tmi form molly and that's why we are doing this episode which i really probably should say if you're gonna listen with a family probably it depends on the age of your kids it's just yeah. gonna be a lot of um TMI topics. There's no getting around it. That's so, right. so uh, maybe be listening on headphones. <laughs> so, uh, but I loved the last TMI podcast with you so dang much. And I know the listeners did. So I figured we needed another one. So then I was, I had that thought floating around in my head and then voila, I was listening to NPR's all things considered one evening. And they had the author Mara Altman on there being interviewed. She was talking about her new book, gross anatomy dispatches from the front and back so not only is the topic of the book the perfect launching pad, or should I say landing strip, uh, 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 <laughs> um, for the topic, but it turns out that uh, Mara has, is a mother, and uh, she has been a runner in her life. She has twin toddlers. So we will get real with Mara after this quick break. You must stay tuned. Mara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so Twin Powers Activate. I loved finding out that you two are mom of boy-girl twins, except yours are much younger than mine. Tell us about your kiddos. Yeah, they're 17 months. Um, they're just nutters. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting crazier and crazier. Everyone's like, oh, it gets easier. Oh, and no. like, Mm-mm. well, it's a lot more fun now. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wait. I remember uh, about a year down the road from where you are now is the first time I ever went to a playground with just I was the only one, you know, I didn't bring my husband or a caregiver of any sort along with me. And it was just they took off in exact opposite directions. And I was just like, Oh, no, which one do I chase after? Yeah, I've, I've done that. And I do like the I chase one down, I put him under my arm, like a little football, and then I run towards the other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Isn't it great? Then, yeah, it's great. It's like yeah. way better than I ever could have imagined. Yeah. I wasn't sure I wanted kids. And then we were like, oh, we'll have one. Uh-huh. And we found out we were having two. And I I really love it. After yeah. like the year, the, the month of crying after I found out I was so scared. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. You can't know how much you love them until you have them, right? It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell Alex all the time. <laughs> he's he's on the fence i'm like oh but you, they're so cute so i loved your book thank you yeah it was fantastic it was like uh it was like talking to a friend and uh you covered all the topics and i was right there with you um and i loved your uh naked pickleball at the end oh thank you yeah that was you pretty wild yeah yep you went there that was good so you're probably still playing naked pickleball regularly right 
I try to get to the courts as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your clothes, give it, give yeah. it a whirl. <laughs> yeah. A so what are you doing? These... Fifty pounds less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. What are you doing these days, post baby, for your workouts? I am doing a lot of Pilates. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. So as I mentioned to you guys like earlier before we, you know, uh, got on the phone was that I, I used to run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd run probably like three to five miles a day. Like it was, I was in New York at the time. Now I'm in San Diego. Um, I'd either do treadmill or like around the city. And then like as soon as I got pregnant, it stopped. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's keeping you from getting back into a post baby other than kids running in opposite directions? Yeah, I make time for a workout, so um, Mm -hmm, I'm lucky that way. But the one time I, like, strapped on the shoes and got out, it really hurt my body. And so I I probably just have to, like, push through that. But I didn't have the, I don't know, the gumption to. So I just went back to my, like, reformer. Mm -hmm. Well, in what way did it hurt? It hurt my feet. It hurt my, Mm -hmm. it just kind of hurt everything. All your ligaments have been relaxed from pregnancy, and it does take a while to kind of firm things up again. So, yeah. How how much postpartum were you when you tried running? It was probably like nine months. Hmm. 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 Well, so it's been, I mean, you're coming up on a year after that experience. I would say, yeah, I'm going to give you a gentle thing. nudge. Yes. Particularly because yeah. now you too have Mercury Mile. You got a Mercury Mile box. So, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So you're wearing it for Pilates? I am. I'm wearing it for Pilates. I'm wearing it for the grocery store. I'm wearing it for <laughs> I'm wearing it with the babies. Yeah, it's great stuff. I was So if you don't want to go naked, you can wear that. Exactly. Yeah. Or it's pre-naked time, you know. <laughs> Cuz you look so good in it, somebody wants to see you naked then. <laughs> yes, there you go. No, it was really um, it was really exciting actually to get that box because um I don't like go out of my way to get like fashionable workout gear. I kind of like, um, or not that it's fashion, like just fashionable, but like I I'll go to old Navy and I'll get some stretch pants mm-hmm. and I'll use them until they have holes in it. And I'm uh-huh. just, um, but then I'm, I'm living my life more and more in workout gear. And I'm like, uh-huh. I should like, like how I look in it or like feel a little jazzed about what I'm putting on, you know, instead of uh-huh. like the old tank top that's about to fall apart, which I love as well. <laughs> but so it's been, it's been fun to be like, Oh, I look kind of, I look kind of good. Uh-huh. You, got it, you got it going on. And come on, you live in San Diego. So, you know, there's a, there's the stakes are high down there for, for how you look in your workout wear. I so. mean, just pretty much everyone's wearing workout gear all the time. So, right, right, <laughs> right, right. So, so, all right, before we dive into your fabulous and funny book, let's talk about TMI, you know, topics. Your book is enjoying success because you do, you know, you talk about TMI things with candor and humor and a big reason why the AMR Facebook page has more than 100,000 likes, yes, I am humble bragging, um, <laughs> is that on Tuesdays, we talk about TMI topics that other venues shy away from. So why do you think Americans in particular get so squeamish about keeping it real when talking about the human body? Oh, geez. I think it just goes way, way back. It's kind of like puritanical. It's. Um, I think the weird part is that we kind of view everyone that way, and yet there's such a hunger for it. You mm. know, so I don't know if it really is the way we are anymore or if there's like a huge dichotomy towards the people that are like kind of adverse to it versus Mm. the people that really like lean toward it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also think that like 
one of the interesting things about writing this book is that everyone is so different about what they find gross or TMI. Oh, like, so true. Right? Mm-hmm. Like one person will just like close their ears and shut their eyes if you start talking about popping a pimple and like pus. <laughs> but that same person is like totally cool with talking about cervical mucus and it's like consistency, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's very weird. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's like zones of that are off limits for some people and for other people it's like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes so life have... grosses me out. I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Look right. at that. <laughs> Sometimes I'll have clients come in and they're like, Well, you know, he's got a, a problem down there. Well, Molly's a veteran. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm like I'm like you mean the hoo-hoo? <laughs> yes, the hoo-hoo. Oh, well, so tell me about the problem with the hoo-hoo. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We got to dance around it a little bit. Yeah. I like how you take on their language. You're like, okay, I can work with you. That, that's right. So <clears throat> people get all squeamish about the hoo-hoo, but every single person will tell me about their dog or cat shit. Every single person. <laughs> and it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with it. But they had a great poop. I'm like, fantastic. That's good. <laughs> That's interesting. I yeah. know it cracks me up too. I, I, I'm not looking for it. Like, oh, here it comes. Good. <laughs> Normal. Here comes the poop. Fantastic. Right. <laughs> oh, I also like it when people bring in vomit. Oh, he vomited this. I'm like, yeah. That, they bring oh, it in. Oh, they bring yeah. it in. I'm like, yeah, that's vomit. Thank you very much. Is that right. ever? Is it ever helpful? <laughs> no. Vomit? Well, I mean, I suppose if they were actually vomiting something that was something, but I mean, I just get these paper towels with yellow bile oh. and maybe a little grass on them i'm like yeah okay great yeah your dog ate how grass long's that been going on yeah okay <laughs> oh my god anyway is now the moment to ask you questions about my dog <laughs> <laughs> only if it's about the hoo-hoo <laughs> it's about the vomit so i guess not <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay how's this poop <laughs> great <laughs> So you're getting your your body back post babies. Yeah, have you noticed changes in your body post babies? I am. I mean, there's that running pain, but uh, mm-hmm. I've I've really like tried to take good care of it post babies. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I haven't done that I really know I need to do is go to a a pelvic floor PT. Mm. A hoo-hoo? Um, uh-huh. a, a hoo-hoo PT. Um, yeah, I think it's really important, and I'm not really giving myself the time to go. I went once early on, and mm-hmm. I tried to go, um, like, something weird with insurance happened, and they charged me, like, $400 for half oh, an geez. hour, and I just mm. got rage mad. And I was uh-huh. like, I'm not going to PT. Screw PTs. And obviously that doesn't help me. Um, right exactly (laughs) you're like huh i'm still peeing myself when i exert because i got mad at them and and i'm the one suffering yeah i'm like see revenge (laughs) (laughs) i show you yeah get back to the pt yeah honestly 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 we hear from so many women that you know particularly if you do resume running that they just think, you know, peeing themselves a little bit or a lot on a run mm-hmm. is par for the course. And it is not. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, I'm speaking to you and other people, other new moms who are listening, that just a few visits can make all the difference. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I am, um, I'm a, like, I was hemorrhoidal before babies. Mm-hmm. I've always <laughs> had like anus issues, but, <laughs> but now it's like a whole new world of like mm-hmm. hemorrhoid. So you're talking my language. (laughs) Yeah. So that's been cool. Um, 
I, I'm a big believer in bidets. If like, oh. you know, you can get like a $15 bidet off Amazon. That's pretty mm-hmm. functional and good. Um, and how, are, how are you using your bidet? Because the bidets always perplex I, me. I have to say, Molly totally admitted the bidets totally perplex her. So I found this thing online that shows it, like how to use it. And she was like, thank you so much for sending me that. Because I wasn't sure if people just used it for the front bottom or if they used it for the back bottom or if it was like a daily thing or as you use it for the back bottom. Well, I have a kind of like. I I upgraded post Uh uh, baby. So I have one that like goes frontal and like another wand that's back. Mm -hmm. So you can choose which one I, I tend towards the back one because that's where I really like, you don't need the help. Uh Um, But so then you're like feeling extra clean. And when you have hemorrhoids, if we're going to be TMI and you have like an issue, they kind of uh, can be a little like wrinkly or the skin isn't as like, uh, mm-hmm. flat anymore so you can get like little poop stuck in the little wrinkles There's craters yeah, the cra- yeah. Oh, so yeah. and if you rub it really hard with the tissue then you're just hurting yourself more and aggravating the hemorrhoids so mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's really nice to just use the water to clean yourself and then kind of pat dry yeah mm-hmm. that sounds great mm-hmm. my hemorrhoids are internal oh. so i don't get that issue and um but i have um i have bleeding Oh, so yeah. and that's disconcerting and a lot of bleeding and uh, I've had GI whole GI scan and stuff to look for issues but um, so your book uh, gave me a whole new poop strategy so because the whole thing about the internal sphincter and the external sphincter I mean it was really it was enlightening I was like that is exactly what happens I feel the urge to poop I suck it in I feel like oh I'm good and then I got to poop again so anyway um, I think I've got a couple issues I've got the the straining to poop, which makes the hemorrhoids worse, which makes their bleeding and then like some irritation, which leads to more straining. So um, part of it is that I take um, iron for oh. anemia and that leads to constipation. So yeah. I'm like, because I am I'm having so much trouble with my runs now and then I have to poop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really getting to be an issue. So mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, I'm going to stop the iron on the days before I need to run. I'm increasing the fiber and I'm going to just totally stop any kind of straining because I read that in your book about, you know, the hemorrhoids and stuff. And then what do you think about the um, the stool, you know, to put your feet on? What do they call that thing? The, oh, oh, the that, squatty the, potty. Yeah. Squatty have you potty. tried that? It's like wonderful. It's amazing. Yeah, I wouldn't brought a garbage can around to put my feet on this morning. <laughs> what do you think? Wait, I'm not you sure. bought a garbage can in when you stopped at the porta potty? No, 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 no. At home, at home. Well, it, it it's a rectangular garbage can, and it was it wasn't seated well on the floor. And but I, I tried. I think it made a difference. Yeah, I think I might go because I think they've got those squatty potties on clearance. You know, at Fred Meyer. So yeah, and it's a good point though too. You don't have to go buy a new product to make it no. work. All you need to do is like lift your feet off the ground onto something like maybe a foot up or eight yeah. inches up, or and use you'll. A- Use a shoebox. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's you a good idea. the position of your gut so your poop has more of like a straight pathway mm-hmm. to the to the bowl, to the poop yeah. chute, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, but I think uh, it made a difference. Yeah, and I thought you made a good point too about that. Like, you know, you're supposed to go when you feel the urge because if you don't, then your body is kind of like, oh, she's not going to listen to me. And mm-hmm. they're gonna, it's going to stop giving you that urge. And then you get like the, the more constipation as well. Mm-hmm. 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 
Molly, uh, Molly, uh, the other day, she had to sit down on the sidewalk while oh. we were running because she said, oh, the curb is helping. And it took me a second. I'm like, oh, my God, she's using the curb like as a, the extra a barrier. Pressure. Yeah. <laughs> then also your favorite line is, I need to get the turtle back in. You think about, you know, the turtle sticking its head out of the shell and you're <laughs> anyway. Wait, that's like you're you're like kind of pooping, but you like want to bring yeah, it back. Exactly. So that, oh. that's our code. Word. We're, we're going along and I'll have to stop and she'll look at me and I'm like turtle because you know it's, <laughs> it's like okay hilarious. all right so the turtle oh turtle okay we're good turtle turtles back all right here we go <laughs> I, and, fortunately there's a lot of construction in our area are, so you guys are very good friends I like that <laughs> I say when I have to go like that I call it crowning like it's crowning oh. <laughs> and that's like if my husband's in the bathroom and he won't get out and I'm like, it's crowding, you know, <laughs> it's a turd. <laughs> oh. oh my God. <laughs> Do we have a onesie? <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So, well then I think I, then I'm going to jump ahead to one of my questions that, um, you had a very short chapter in the book that I love the, title of it was called The Butt Paradox. Um, and it gives us this beautiful sentence, which I'm not sure I'll be able to get through without cracking up. Um, you said, when I see a snug pair of jeans and a nice round rear and say, look at that ass, it's not really much different from fawning over a garbage truck. (laughs) (laughs) True. So, um, so, okay. So we get people definitely asking us questions on the Facebook page about butt crack chafing. So, Yeah. So do you think, you know, it's sort of was reminiscent of, I was having that thought when you were saying about like the crevices and the nooks and crannies. And sometimes if they don't get quite clean, it can cause discomfort. Like, but also, do you think that has to do with the size or the shape of the posterior, the butt crack chafing? Man, this is like super just like theory because, you yes. know, the book Yes, is... I also realize you're not a medical doctor. Yeah, yes, a lot of, like, the whole book is based off of research that I did and I did not research butt crack chafing oh i see a sequel coming out okay i know i i like was very interested in chafing and it probably you know would have been the next chapter had i needed another chapter um but just call call us next time (laughs) i know (laughs) i like i know some experts i mean i would i would guess that uh you know yes it probably has to do with like the amount of moisture in there it could Mm -hmm. be the size it could be the pants you're wearing there must Um, be some friction yeah, yeah, well, so it's for people when they're running. And so yeah. they're, I, I wonder how that works. So they're like cheeks just. Cheeks and, and if there's some material. Must be moisture. Like if yeah. there's some Klingons, let's say, and I'm not talking Star yeah, Trek, yeah. you know. Yeah, so there's sense. just some, a lot of things going on. And uh, yeah, but it's the, the, the you know, yeah. the crisis is real. Yeah. yeah. And you guys the, have chatted struggle. about chafing before. Like what, but what would you do for butt crack chafing? What? Oh, please. It's my favorite thing ever from another mother runner. I'll remember this on my deathbed. No, the woman here in Portland who has two body glides and one of them in huge, she wrote in Sharpie, ass on one of them. And (laughs) 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 so um, we got a lot of social media traction from that one. So, um, yeah. Uh, so there are, yeah, and, you know, and there's also some, if you don't feel like, you know, really kind of, um, ruining the, the, you know, making it be only for one part of the body, there are spray on, um, anti-chafing products. Oh. So then you that would be so any... hard. Cause how do you like open your butt 
and spray at the same time. <laughs> That's when you, honey, can you help me, please? <laughs> Get your kids, you know, if they're a certain age. I think that would be fun. <laughs> bonding, a bonding yeah, moment. Exactly. I remember my mom. She was this runner. <laughs> Therapy. Therapy oh, bill would be too high. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, Mal, should we talk about body hair now? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's talk about body hair. So, uh, you covered a, a lot about body hair. You know, pits and legs and and down under. Uh, I did a informal poll of the women I work with. I said, you, know, you don't have to tell me about you, but what do you think? Because they're all younger. They're all this in their in their twenties. My tea. I, I shouldn't drink right now. Oh yeah, talking. no. Yes. And I said, I said, so what? What do you think women your age are are doing down there? And in Portland, they mostly said they're not shaving. In the nice. bikini area. In the bikini area. Although some said they did because they got discharged caught in their hair and they wanted to sh- keep it cleaner. Oh. But oh, otherwise, if they didn't have the discharge issues. So what are you finding with what women if, in their, the young women in their 20s? What about that, like, um, the bit that, like, goes over the bikini line? So if they were to be in the bathing suit, are they cool with, like, that? You know, and, and maybe this is telling you too much about me, but that one inch or two inches that go down the thigh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's a good question. I didn't ask specifically about that. I can tell you that my kids don't show any hair past the bikini line for sure. And I don't ask them. Well, that's not true. I do. But I won't reveal what they do beyond the bikini line. Me personally, I get too dang itchy. So like I have hair everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and it embarrasses my kids to no end. <laughs> like, Mom, I'm like, I'm 51. Nobody's looking and if they are, go for it. Because you know? <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. But uh, there is the regrow in. And then it also as a runner, that's uncomfortable, because then there's already some chafing. I'm all about the skirt. I just get the skirt. We're good to go. <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's what's going on, doesn't it? Like when you've oh. shaved and then it comes back through, that's the worst. It oh, feels that's like, the worst. Yeah. Mm. Um, what do you think young women are doing these days? I think it's like, I think there is kind of a resurgence of like letting your hair, like just letting yourself have full bush, you know, letting it grow mm. in a little bit. I think it's very varied though, because there's still, I think, a lot of people doing Brazilian and like where they're just taking off all of the hair, uh, mm. which I've done a couple of times and decided we'll never do again. Um, oh, the ag- I can't even imagine the agony. Yeah. It, have it all taken out. It's not just that for me that it hurts. It feels actually like my labia is going to come off and it, I feel nervous. <laughs> I'm like, is my labia going to come off? <laughs> yeah. Do they kind of have to get in the nooks and crannies there? Or yes. They just. Oh, yeah. Ooh. They go like up ooh. and around the majora. Really? All of the hair. All of it. All of it, like into the butt. And now that I have like the crazy hemorrhoids, I'm not sure I want anyone to see the butt. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is happening? And did did you like the way it felt? Um, the post of you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think the butt crack is kind of nice to like have an, especially when I soap myself up. That felt pretty cool. It was just Mm -hmm. like so smooth, and I don't know, but I. Another thing about being completely bare in the in the vulva area was for me I found that my pee stream wasn't oh. as straight like it didn't have the hair guiding oh. it so it kind oh. of like sprayed everywhere. There was, I just saw a TV show and now for the life of me I can't remember what it was and it was hilarious it was that exact same topic if anyone remembers what it was and I was just dying laughing over that. Yeah, it's oh. real. I kind of remember- 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, but it was just so fu- I had never heard it. And so now I have never heard that in 52 years. And now <laughs> twice, like in the same week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, the, the I mean, is it just me or does hair grow back in really quickly? Like, in what, no matter what, like I can get my eyebrows waxed. They look good for like two days and then I get regrow in. Same with like anything. If I shave or use nair or wax or whatever, it's just like it's smooth for. I don't know, 36 hours. And then, then the itchy regrowth starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's just a drag. It grows really fast. And we have just so many follicles that are on different cycles. So mm-hmm. all different ones are coming back. And if I look at my chin, I just can't believe how fast they grow in. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. I go away on a business trip. I can like pluck till, you know, like everything's good. Go away on like a day and a half long business trip. And I come back and I look like I am like, you know, growing a goatee. I mean, what is up with that? I'm like, with you. I don't know. It's terrible. And I, don't, and I don't stay in expensive enough hotels that have lighted magnifying mirrors in the bathroom. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah, Just, you don't know. Uh, like, you're in certain light, and you didn't see yourself in that light. And <clears throat> Oh, my gosh, oh, yeah. yeah. And when I travel, that's when people see me, because I can live my Portland life and have, you know, I mean it's dark most of the time I see Molly and she's not judging me, you know, like, and I'm on no shave November, (laughs) although most of my year is no shave November. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know how much other people notice that type of stuff. Well, I think the chin hairs are good ones to go for. Yeah. Yeah. I get those. Yeah. But I'm getting more of those. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 I get those. Yeah. So, all right. So, well, we've already touched on you. You talked about pus early on and other types of, you know, kind of discharge, those types of things. And we're going to go there. We're going to dive into the deep end because you talked about smegma in your book. (laughs) You had a sidebar on it. I think you might, you know, get the Library of Congress award for having the only book with a sidebar about smegma. Um, So given that a lot of our listeners live and work out where, as you've already indicated, people do it down there in SoCal, let's talk about it and like... What is it? What purpose does it serve other than to gunk up yoga pants? Like if you go commando all day, like, (laughs) yeah, Um, I mean, it's kind of a, it's like a lubricant, a natural lubricant of our, of our, our (laughs) hoo-ha, our (laughs) hoo-hoo of our, of our vagina. And, you know, men have it too. Um, And then it, it just quickly degrades over the day and creates a funk and kind of becomes opaque. Mm -hmm. And that's why we want to wash ourselves every (laughs) once in a while. But like, I think that really connects to the chapter about uh, vagina smell, vaginal odor and how, you know, you'll be in your yoga pants and you can kind of, or your, or your running pants and you, you cross your legs and then you cross them the other way. And you're like, wow, I can smell myself right now. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many other people can smell me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. And and the, I love that you um, had you researched why it is that dogs like to sniff people's crotch. and. <laughs> yeah, that's what really got me going on that chapter. Because my dog is just a crotch, like, you know. I don't know. She just loves it. Mm-hmm. So I come in the door and that's the thing she goes for. And I was like, is it me? Is it something like, am I? Do I have just a very strong fragrance or <laughs> is it normal? And it is very normal. And yes, we have, we all have a fragrance that dogs are very attracted to. They want to know who we are. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm thankful that I have a French bulldog. So he's too short to sniff crotches. 
Um, you have twins and a French bulldog, <laughs> and I have twins and a French bulldog. Oh my gosh, you are wonder twins. <laughs> oh my gosh, if only I were as cute as you. You got all the cute genes. So, oh my gosh, that's so funny. What is your Frenchie's name? Chucho. Chucho. Aww. What does that mean? It means dog. Oh, in slang, yeah, in Spanish. And what? What color? She's a fawn with oh, a black mask. Mine is a fawn with a black mask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to swap it, photos after this. <laughs> how's her vomit? <laughs> I have a yellow lab. He's he's right at crotch level. Yeah, he he oh, likes it what too. A sweetie. Yeah, and but you know he uh, he does definitely sniff the women, but every guy that comes in racks them. He, he gets his nose right up in their crotch, and then he lifts, and he racks them. It's terrible. Oh, my goodness. Got to warn him. My parents' dog do that, too. He gets right in there. And then, Either one, male or female. Yeah. I feel sorry for the guys. Uh, my daughter's boyfriend is living with us for, for a while, and he he just comes in with his hands over his crotch, because that's just where Jones is going. So he gets so excited. Or, like, when their snouts are kind of wet, and you have, like, a light color on, and they just get in there and it looks like you peed yourself a little. Yeah. <laughs> My parents' dog does. Uh-huh. On the other hand, if you ever let a fart, you'd be like, oh, the dog. Man. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what he got into. <laughs> Somebody needs Except to the, We call our dog a fart detective because she'll go straight to your butthole. And give a fart. She just like follows the track. You can't blame it on her. She, <laughs> She's a snitch. <laughs> she is. That's no good. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to talk about body odor and sweat since we just talked about crotch odor. Um, Sarah put in my notes a definite ick factor. I got to say, I kind of like body odor. I do. <laughs> you oh, do. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I know. I'm hair and body odor. I, I like it on guys. Like, wow. Do you, like, do you like your own? Do you like I do. I kind of do. All guys, do you smell? Okay. And I kind of like male body odor. I know. Wow. What other countries have you been to? Because... I don't um, like real strong body odor, but... Because uh, if you've been to some country's subway systems, you might have a different yeah, opinion. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, and I've definitely ran into some homeless people and guys in the grocery store, and I'm like, whoa, that's <laughs> too much, you know. But, uh, but you know, like a day of not bathing or after exercise, I kind of got into it. My husband yeah. always wants to go, like, take a shower, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you don't have to do that. Wow. I don't think he's so into mine. <laughs> it's like, well, you can't. <laughs> That's the same as my relationship. Like, I really kind of like his funk. Yeah. I'm into it. And he, it takes a while for him to build it up as well. So when it's there, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, it's nice. Oh, and then if he's, he's like, he tells me, what does he say? He says, chicken bouillon. He's like, oh, chicken bouillon, huh? Because that's, I guess, what I smell like. Mm. Well, that's, that sounds pleasant. Sexy. Kind of way. I know. Yeah. Good on a cool day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I find it quite inspiring. My, I like like to sniff an armpit when I'm writing, oh. and I would never have deodorant on while I'm writing because I feel like the smell throws me off. Well, that is, oh my god, that is odd. That's... Wow, and you like to, you like to. <laughs> I love that the, the pot calling the kettle black. Because <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I love it when my husband does a shower, but whoa, you like to sniff an armpit before you yeah. write? What's Ma, wrong with too you? Too much, too much, honey, too much. <laughs> Back to your original point that people are funny about things. Oh my gosh. So Mara, you mean you like to sniff your own pit for inspiration or uh, like with- Yeah, my, my own. Yeah. My own. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, Mara. All right. I'll, I'll up you one. All right. Wait, I need to move away from the microphone. 
<laughs> when I'm in the car by myself, I sometimes like to smell my own farts. <laughs> I mean, there is, you know, your own part. There's something comforting about it. I don't, I don't think that's weird. You feel like, woo, that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) And the dog doesn't judge. (laughs) Oh, here's another one. I actually just, I do like to fart. But I know other people don't, but I also don't really care that my when my kids are around and this is another one, they're like, Mom! <laughs> like, dog. Like, no! <laughs> Go outside! My, <laughs> my mom will fart and then not acknowledge it. Like, I have this, this feeling that all farts need to be acknowledged I, if they happen. I, I agree. You should own your fart. I mean, aside yeah, from blaming so- it on the dog, but beyond that... <laughs> Yeah, and, like, you don't just, like, go and, like, keep ruffling through the newspaper. Like, you look at someone and you kind of give them an eye and you're like, mm-hmm, that happened. You can choose to stay or leave. And so... The bomb has been dropped. Yeah. You can see where the afterfall comes. You can't pretend that didn't just happen. And then, like, so, so Dave, my husband, was starting to not acknowledge my farts because I, I don't know. And so I told him, like, look, I really feel like we need to acknowledge <laughs> Honey, we so, need to see a therapist. And how did he feel about that? <laughs> now it's become very formal. So when I fart, he looks over at me and goes, I acknowledge you. <laughs> Is he a public farter? Um, he's not well give him a couple I mean, years give I him a decade or two uh. he he does fart actually it's increasing mm. it is increasing as we've been together well that's good so i don't know what that means it means he's relaxing yeah. and you know getting uh comfortable in the relationship he doesn't feel like you're going to leave him anymore so you know that's oh, good no no yeah. no he's gross yeah. <laughs> but don't you it's think great. women are grosser <laughs> than men Oh, um, no. let's see. Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe, I'm not sure. Maybe it's just the people I hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to say that. So Jack farts all the time and he is not shy about it yeah. at all. And so like, honestly, one time I made an audible fart in the kitchen when the whole family was there that was like three years ago and my kids still talk about it (laughs) remember that time mom that you and i'm like your dad just did it like four times in the course of dinner and we're remembering mine from 2015 (laughs) sounds like you need to fart more (laughs) and you guys are on a vegetarian diet don't tell me it's not happening Oh my gosh. So, all right. Well, we couldn't have an episode about TMI and female runners without discussing PMS and periods. Um, So there's lots of conversations about this on our Facebook page. So we know that a lot of women run to try to ward off symptoms of PMS while others try to skip workouts because they're PMSing so hard. So you talked to a lot of women about PMS in your book. And so shed some light on this topic this thorny topic yeah well for i was just so amazed by all the different theories out there of like why we get pms and where pms actually came from the whole idea of it Mm. um there's like there's so much information but um i had i had kind of and this is beyond physical like the cramping and stuff like the mood shifts is what i was really interested in right uh it's it's um something that I would blame my bad moods on. I'm PMSing. That's why I feel like crap. Or Mm -hmm. that's why I'm treating my husband this way. Or that's why I'm upset that he doesn't put the toilet seat down. It's like, I wouldn't typically be upset over something like this, but you know, or if I felt unusually angry, I would 
I would kind of calculate the time of the month that was, and if it was close to my period, I'd be like relieved. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd be like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's why, right. you know, I'm not just angry because I'm fucking pissed <laughs> about something like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not allowed to be just pissed. Um, and so I talked to all these, these uh, like women, genders, professors and researchers, and um, they kind of opened up another way at looking at PMS. Like it's, if we're, it's it's uh, those feelings that we're having are are can be thought of as even more uh, truthful, even more what we're feeling than mm-hmm. at to other times of the month. Like we have less um, kind of energy to to what's the right word um, to kind of negate it mm-hmm. and push it down, and so it rises to the top. And so it's it's a way of gauging if you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. enough and if you're um doing the things you need to do to to be healthy um and and if you have too much stress in your life hmm. uh i thought it was a really i mean that's there's so many different ways to look at it and i talk about that a lot in the book but that little nugget was really important for me and it really shifted the way that i approach those feelings mm-hmm. um during my period. Well, think and about kind the, of, the history of repressing yeah. women's emotions, you know, giving them Valium yeah. for, you know, their, their stress or whatever, instead of actually listening to women and their problems. And yeah, good for you. One, one uh, woman said like, it's a PMS, those moods we have is a way of giving like a permission slip to ourselves mm-hmm. to have those gruffer feelings that we tend to push away. And mm-hmm. we don't need a permission slip. But when it comes up, don't negate it. Don't say, oh, it's just PMS. No, these are your feelings. And they're, yeah. they're valid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real. And if you're pissed for certain reasons, like look at them and address them. Don't just go, oh, they'll be gone in a week or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was at the gynecologist years ago and she was talking about, um, perimenopausal symptoms and I'm like well you know what what should I be looking for she said well do you feel like you're more short-tempered you know you having problems with your emotions you lash out I'm like I'm not any meaner to them than I normally am and they all deserve it (laughs) (laughs) right on (laughs) bastards none of a pickup it's not it's not menopause it's those the little turds at my house yes exactly yeah yeah and i I think the same thing with menopause you know don't discount it i mean you know those are our feelings and yeah maybe more just short effort yeah, that is and interesting. There was like, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that, you know, so many women are like, oh, the older I get, the more honest I can be with people, the more I can mm-hmm. just let it fly because, you know, we're not, we're not cute, vivacious, the whole thing. And that no, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. True, true. But I mean that, you know, instead, maybe it's just we're being more truthful and honest and transparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mara, yeah. Mara, what were you going to say before I cut you off? Oh, I was just going to speak to a little bit of interesting research that um, I found about ancient Greece. Like it was it was so, I don't know, rough then to be a woman because uh, when I was researching this, I talked to this uh, professor of ancient gynecology. Wow. <laughs> so she did all this research. And, and if if a woman hadn't had her period for a while and they thought the uterus was floating around the body. <laughs> so the way that they would bring it back was called puppy fumigation and they would they would kill a puppy oh geez stuff it with 
like take out its innards, put spices in it and aromatics. They would bury it in the ground, light it on fire so that smoke was coming out of it. And they put a straw into it that came out the ground. And then the woman would have to like sit on the straw oh my and gosh. have puppy fumes like going up her vulva, up her vagina. Uh-huh. Um, so just like we've come a long way, even though things are still Did rough, that work? Like- that sounds like something that Gwyneth would talk about on Goop, you know, like yeah. My, yeah. minus the dead puppy. But other than that, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely that's definitely on the on Goop website right now, probably. Probably. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, even to this day, women's symptoms are often ignored. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, the whole problem with women uh, dying with childbirth, especially women of color, they're just not listened to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. need to make yeah. our voices heard yeah yeah exactly so is there any topic that you think we haven't covered from your book that's particularly relevant to women runners that we should get in oh man or some um, tidbit that you learned from a researcher that you talked to or I think we did such a good job of like touching on a lot of it I think there's you did a good job with the warts know. too planners warts yeah, there's warts, mm-hmm. um, there's sex sounds, which is a, a little bit off. Mm-hmm. Although there's the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of make the same grunting sounds when you run. You're like, ah, ah. <laughs> 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 um, Let's see. Well, I think we did great. You guys really touched on a lot of it. <laughs> we left- there's camel toes. I mean, oh, camel toes. Yeah, we did talk about camel toes. I mean, uh, I oh, st- and highlights. I still vividly remember the first time I heard the term camel toe, and I just I was in eighth grade, and I was like, "What?" Um, <laughs> it was the, some movie. I was an adult when I finally heard it, and I was like, "Oh, that's a thing." Oh, I've got that. I never knew that was bad. <laughs> and, and really, why is it bad? Well, it's uncomfortable, certainly, for, as a runner, if your capris yeah, give you yeah. a camel toe. Yeah. But I was, do do runners tend to have problems with, like, women that have longer inner labias? Yes. Um, <laughs> Molly speaks from yeah. experience. You want to you get a capri with a gusset. <laughs> and there are some that are, um, yeah, just too snug. Sure. Yeah, or yeah. like if it's Doing too that- short-waisted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Wait, wait, what's a gusset in a, in a pant? In the, so at the bottom, instead of the um, seams meeting just in a, like, um, the four states, like where Utah, Colorado, mm-hmm. New Mexico, and whatever meet, you know, uh-huh. you don't want meat like that. You want to have a, a gusseted panel. So it's like... A, like that little diamond. Yes, correct. Exactly. Yeah, I'm making it with okay. my hands, but I guess people mm-hmm. can't see that shape with my hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Molly's... It's like most pants have that now, right? Yeah, inexpensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you buy kind of bargain basement um, capris or... I guess tights, they would still have that. And boy, that's just the, that is pain personified running with a pair of um, fitted workout pants that have that, that don't have a gusset. That is just Mm -hmm. crotch torture. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to a lot of uh, surgeons who do labiaplasty Mm. for women who, who have the chafing problem or feel uncomfortable with the look of the long labia. And that was, pretty fascinating and kind of so conflicting Mm. um but did did any of them say that women are really getting it for um like quote-unquote health reasons so for anti-chafing i mean i always thought that those type of surgeries were cosmetic only or you know i mean the doctors would say that it was for you know that they were uncomfortable in their pants or there was chafing or or, but yeah i think it's i think that's to get um, a lot of it is is feeling uncomfortable with how it looks because what we see in you know media is is like the the barbie vulva where there's no 
no stuffing, whatever have you. Well, if you have a bunch of hair on it, you can't see much anything. <laughs> if you're just yeah, getting you all know, covered up with they, hair. And that's what they're saying is actually uh, they think has caused the uptick in labiaplasty and, uh, is that people began taking off their hair and it was another place to be really self-conscious about. Well, that is just so sad. Once they unveiled it and saw it. Yeah, oh. it's really sad. I mean, um, I barely have a chance to look in the mirror. I mean, there, there are times that I will like go out to pick up the kids at school or something. I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't looked in the mirror all day. I will have gone to the bathroom several times, but never looked in the mirror at myself. I don't know what my hair looks like. I don't know if I have my lunch still stuck in my teeth. So you don't check your labia before you go out? I don't. You don't see I how do. that's looking this morning? Get a little, I don't. Get I a little have, fluff? Yeah, I have not. I have not. And um, I think those people maybe just need to... Um, have some kids because then they wouldn't have any time to be looking. Well, at. and yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's never, it doesn't seem to bother most men or keep them from wanting to uh, have relations. And, and if it slowed them, to, slowed them down a little bit, all the better, man. <laughs> I don't know what women are looking at there trying to encourage things. And I also don't know why men like that. Or do they? Or do they? I don't know. Maybe women just think men like it. I don't know. Right. I know. Yeah. And who sets those standards? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure there is avenues of porn, certain you know niches of porn that you could get different types. Yeah. But Mara, I really like what you say in the book about hair. And I think it goes for everything. It's what you're comfortable with. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. comfortable not shaving, but that doesn't mean that somebody that does shaves everything. Good for you. If that's what makes you feel beautiful and it keeps you healthy, you know, that's you do you. Amen. No harm, no foul. Amen, Molly. Yeah. I'm all for it. If you like the smell of your armpits and it inspires you to write, (laughs) you keep that stink. We might investigate that one a little further. And Molly, you keep keep smelling your own farts in the car. That is so good. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note. I love that. You're like just hotboxing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) She probably wishes she had a smaller car. She should get a Fiat. (laughs) I get pulled over. You know, the cops, I roll the window down for the cops. Oh, forget it, ma'am. You just keep going. I also adore that you just used the term hot boxing on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I think we got to end now because we really just can't top ourselves. So Mara. <laughs> Fantastic book. Yeah, I'm going to give it to my kids to read it. I think they're going to really enjoy it. Yeah. It has oh, been a delight so talking much. with you. Thank you so much, Mara. Thank you for having me. You guys are so gross. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Well, 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 we have something very, very exciting debuting next Wednesday, November 28th. I haven't even told you much about this, Molly. What? Yes, it is a special year-long program. It's called Many Happy Miles, Mm. and it's motivation, workouts, challenges, discounts to keep you moving all throughout the year. Wow. Developed by my genius cohort, Dimity. Oh, yeah. The workouts and challenges abound with creativity and spark while ensuring you become a stronger, more well-rounded runner. So that sounds awesome. Well, I'm loving the stride into the holidays so I can see doing something like this. It is. It is. It's kind of like the stride, but just blown year wide. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very exciting. So that debuts again on Wednesday, November 28th and uh, many happy miles in the program officially starts on January 1st and it is a year long program. So you got to get in before it starts and all the details will be in our newsletter and also on our website and on anothermotherrunner.com slash many happy miles. Again, that's anothermotherrunner.com slash many happy miles. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from sounds like pictures, many happy, hopefully um, TMI free or, you know, who knows? I don't know. TMI full. TMI full, anti-chafing, anti-pooping. Mm-hmm. Yep. Miles. Yeah, hope no turtles, Miles. No mm-hmm. turtles. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and if you fart in the outside, yeah, it's not hot boxing. It's not hot boxing. That's right. It's it's jet. It's, 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 <laughs> it's jet fuel. <laughs>